Thanks for tuning in to The Rally on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we debate and discuss the NFL, NHL, English Premier League, pro tennis tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone. Just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. A little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. Give me a minute. What's good? How you doing? All right. What's good? What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Blona, and welcome to another edition of The Rally, our tennis recap show. We are in quarterfinal territory, but I am not alone. I'm never alone. I am joined by the heart and soul, the engine that keeps the show running. The reason I wake up to watch tennis in the morning. Adelia Chamberlain. Adelia, how are you? I'm good, Ferris. I'm the reason you wake up to watch tennis in the morning? Yes, yes, you are. I'm the re- you're the reason I watch tennis, and I appreciate you for it. Thank you so much. It was a faithful, it was a faithful day conversation in our Discord. By the way, you know, if you're a dollar patron, you can join that Discord. You bring up that you were watching a tennis match. I don't know which one it was, but you were like, I was like, wait, you watch tennis? And then I started realizing you watch tennis, you watch hockey, you watch football, you watch soccer, you watch uh, cricket, rugby. Um, every not so much cricket. Oh my bad, rugby. Like you watch everything. Except golf. We don't watch golf. I watch I'm golf sometimes. Occasionally. Yeah, I watch I watch Tiger Woods. That's what I did. I don't watch golf. I watch Tiger. There's a difference. Um I watch Rory. That's about it. Yeah. I'm I like Rory McIlroy. There was, I saw I saw a Twitter post of Rory McIlroy today where he was like he's mad at Patrick Reed. Him and Patrick Reed don't like each other apparently. Patrick Reed threw a, I don't a, know who a Patrick go- Reed is. I am I don't know either, but that's what I found out today. But I'm a tennis fan. We're gonna talk some tennis. We're in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Let's break it down right away, Adelia. No muss, no fuss. Cut them straight out of the fat and get right to the meat. Match number one on the men's side. Karen Hatchinoff defeats Sebastian Corda. 7-6-6-3-3-0. Corda retires in the third set due to a wrist injury. Adelia, break it down. Was Corda ever going to come back from this match, even if he was healthy? I don't think so. This... I wouldn't say it was very decisive, but um, Corda did not look like he had um, the same sort of energy and um, ability to come back in the match like he had in the previous two rounds against Medvedev and then against Herkash. Um, this was looking pretty pretty clear that it was going to be a Karen Hashinoff win and when Seb hurt his wrist, I don't know how long he'd been playing with the wrist hurt before he called for the trainer. He played a couple more games and then he decided, you know, let's not make this any worse and, and retired from the match. So um, still a great tournament for Sebastian Corda made it to the quarters. Um, I'm really hoping that this wrist injury is just him having played a ton of tennis to start the season off. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not something more serious because 
one of the most important areas on a tennis player's body is their wrist and wrist injuries can derail careers badly. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that Seb's okay. Any, any former tennis players that come to mind where you, a wrist injury kind of delayed a promising career? Juan Martin Del Potro. Oh, Del Potro. Oh no, not Del Potro. Yeah. Damn. Del Potro eventually had to retire because his wrist just was too, too much. Yeah. Did he at least win anything before that? He won a slam. He won the U.S. Open once. And And it was like, this is the guy. This is the guy that's going to come up here and challenge Federer and Djokovic and Nadal. And it didn't happen because he had this wrist injury that just never got better. Damn. When did it happen? Was it at a slam or at a regular event? I don't remember. Oh, damn. Shout out to you, Del Potro. Miss you, dog. Love Walmart, Del Potro. Is he a good person? Yes. Okay. Good. Thank God. Thank God. You know, I've been burned. I've been burned in the past. I've been burned yeah. in the past. Uh, but let's move on right away because there's not really much you can talk about the Karen Hatchinov match in the Sebastian quarter. Like, uh, Karen was right away. You know, Sebastian fought him in the first set, took it to a tie break. But, you know, Hatchinov in like set two, six, three. And Sebastian quarter really didn't look there. You know, he didn't have. Yeah. Um, his his returns decreased in speed and strength. Um, it, something was wrong, like something was wrong, and you know we find out it was the wrist. Um, we did have um, you know it's an injury. Another one of these players on the men's side is dealing with an injury, but is very angry that people don't take the injury seriously. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like something was wrong in, in the returns for Corday. Like they didn't they didn't have the same, you know for zip you know they kind of like they, they made it but it didn't look like a sometimes some sometimes it didn't look like a straight line from my angle from my tv sometimes it looked like it was kind of like just getting there it wasn't getting there you know it was just like it got there and then Hatchinoff was like thank you wham and he slammed the yeah, door shut was definitely the- missing something off his shots uh, yeah. after the wrist injury so yeah all right let's move on to someone uh uh, who shut the door on 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 another youngster pretty hard and swift? Stefano Sissipas beats Yuri Lehechka six three seven six six four. Um, the main key in this match, my dear, the point to me was that Stefano Sissipas's forehand, man, that that baby was on the line. It was zipping. It was oh, my bad. Apologies. It was zipping. It was like boom, 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 boom. You know, uh, the serve wasn't there sometimes because sometimes the serve was returned by Lehechka. Um, but the forehand yeah. when when the rally was on, Stefano came, came to cooking. play. Yeah, the forehand was cooking. Where was it? Is, that, is yeah. that where you were gleaning from this Stefano Sispas match? Yeah, Steph really looked locked in and focused, and that forehand cross court and down the line was was really sharp. Um, Lahechka played really well, I think, still. Um, but Steph was just too much for him on that mm-hmm. day, and uh, looking God. forward to. Looking forward to Steph versus Karen Hashinoff now in the semis. Yeah, um, yeah, that match. And there were moments where there was long rallies. You know, I think the longest rally was seventeen. But there were some back and forths. You know, and you know, and they didn't. Neither like neither one gave an inch. It's like neither one gave an inch. There was a moment where Sispas hits the ball up. It, game two of set one was like fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was, uh, it was it was long. It was like pretty long. 
he Lehechka save was on he saved four break points. Four. Five. No, no, no on, on the five. fifth he lost. He lost no, he, he, no, Steph broke on the sixth. He saved five break, break points. Okay, so the graphic threw me off then. Yeah. Because it said advantage, sits a pass, break point number five, and then, you know, where he, like, misses the... Okay, it threw me off. Okay, cool. Oh, because... Oh, okay. Okay, I don't... It doesn't matter. Graphics, whatever. But, yeah, okay, fine. On the sixth break point, um, Stefano slaps the ball up. It kind of, like, it's it's looking like it's going to go out, but it stays in. So Lehezka has to hit it before it hits the ground. So he hits it, before, and he's like kind of like circus, and he's like, ah, like something like that. And like, ah, trying to save it. And he saves it, and it, it's and then it flows back to Stefano. Stefano lets, I think he lets it hit the ground, and then he like forehands it cross court. Goes, boom, and then he just whacks it down the line. It's like an, on a line. Like it got from point A to point B really, really quick. Like yeah, he that ball hard. Yeah, and there's other moments of this match where they they played, they did a little net play. So they they rolled up, you know, you know, Hetchka hit it in the net, and then you know, Sitspass hit it in the net. Then Hetch came out of nowhere and hit it back in the net. Then Stefano kind of whacks it down the. I keep hitting my mic. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I keep, I keep my hands, my hands, my hands. And then Paris and then is he, playing tennis with his hands I'm, for the I'm, audio I'm, listeners. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the audio listeners are playing, but the video people will see. And he like he hits it. He, he kind of like smacks it down the line and like a little like a little drop shot showed you that my forehand isn't my I can I can drop it so he just drops it in and it kind of like peters in and yeah. You know, yeah yeah Steph does have good variety and yeah. I think he showed that in that match mm-hmm. um but the forehand was definitely yeah. on in that match he's he's um you know what we talked about Felix OJ Aliasim Adelia where we said when but, it's not when it's not going right for Felix, he doesn't change, and there's a lot of tennis players like that. Stefano Sisbass's serve wasn't working, you know, because his serve was being yeah. returned by Lehechka, and you know, but he he wasn't like, oh man, what do I do? What do I do? Okay, now let me let me use the serve. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play it. So like the serve wasn't working. I'm gonna play it. So he played the played the shot, and they got a good rally, and then. He would, get, he would catch you on the forehand, but there were moments where he would catch Lehechka on the drop shot or the net play or the bank bank. You know what I mean? It was it was a lot of like, you want to I can I can play I can play games too, young buck. Yeah. I mean I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the third seeded player in the tournament. I'm a reason I'm number three in this tournament for a reason. You know, I'm the Greek god. <laughs> ah, you know what I mean? And he showed it. And then there was moments, and I think it was in set number three, where Sissipas won the match. Right away, where he Lehechka hits it, and Stefano gets caught dead in the water, and he runs after it, and he kind of does like a desperation forehand. He like kind of like twists his body and hits the forehand, and it it it, it makes it there. You know, it wasn't on the line, but it makes it there. And all the Hedge has to do is routine forehand cross court, and he gets the point. Clear cut at point, you got it. You 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 caught. You caught him dead in the water. Lechka smacks the ball into the into the stands. Right, that was the moment where I'm like, "You're broken. You got yeah. you. Pressure got you. You overthought it. You overthought the easy shot, and it bit you. It, you, you messed up. That's where I was like, "You young buck man, you, you got you. You're, you're the moment got you. You were ca- caught in the moment. You were caught." 
Cause like a deal, I'm like I'm I'm like I know I'm a new tennis fan. But like oh, what's easy? What's not easy? I, you know, this was clearly easy. Stefano was dead in the water on the far side. He's like ah, oh, frick. I don't know if I'd say it was easy because I don't think with the pressure and the the mental no no you no, know, I know, stuff I know, yeah, on no. all of the shots, but that was definitely the right play to make and the clear play to make, and he did not execute it. Yeah. But but Adelia, in that moment, great players, that is an easy shot. It, it yes, they Roger will execute that in that moment. They will execute Roger makes that in that shot. moment. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, they will execute in that moment. But mm-hmm. he did. Djokovic that makes that. I think Djokovic yeah. makes that. You know what I mean? Steph Carlos Alcaraz makes, makes it. Yeah, Steph Alcaraz makes that. You know, he, I know he's only twenty-two, but guess what? In tennis. Sometimes people have already won four majors by the age of 22. So That's true. So tennis youth sometimes isn't an, isn't an excuse in tennis. You know, no. last year we had a 19-year-old win the US Open. You know what yeah. I mean? Rafa won Roland Garros at 18. So like I'm sorry to Yuri Lehetka. You seem like a wonderful kid. You got to make that play. I think you got to make that play. You got to make it. You got to make it, man. You got to make it. That was the time where I was like you didn't make it, bro. Didn't make it. All right. Um, now let's move on to our match number four on the men's side. It is uh, the the American Bowl uh, at the U.S. Open. Uh, Tommy Paul beats Ben Shelton seven six six three five seven six four. Um, I Ben Shelton just couldn't handle Tommy Paul's serve. There's no, a moment. Ben, ben Shelton looks like a very good, very exciting young player. 20, yeah. And I just think that he went out there and I thought he handled the moment well enough. He didn't like Mm -hmm. go out there and completely choke or anything, but um, Tommy Paul used his experience to beat him. And that was pretty obvious to me. Exactly. Exactly. Ben Sheldon tried to become the first reigning NCAA champion to make it to the Australian open semifinals. Um, He's the current singles champion at the university of Florida, as well as current team champion at the university of Florida. So he had, uh, Tried to make it into the semis for the first time ever. Uh, but yeah, there were just moments where Tommy Paul would serve it and Ben Sheldon would be fighting for his life to return it. Like, you're like, ah, he, he would like, you know, like, you know, like sometimes you like have to dive to get the serve. There was, there were so many moments in that match where uh, Tommy, Ben Sheldon was like, ah, let, ah, let me get it, ah, let me get it. Almost, almost, almost got it. Oh, I got it. And he's like fully extending his arm and his racket to make sure he doesn't give up an ace. There's moments where I'm like, you know, if Ben Sheldon wasn't, fully extending his body that's like six aces for tommy paul right there but sheldon was like f- was doing it he was doing it and he was he, yeah. i think but tommy paul was just like i'm gonna brush you off the i'm gonna, off the plate this isn't baseball i'm gonna brush you back <laughs> from the, i'm gonna brush you back from the line where you know you have to like step back to to survive the, the serve and ben sheldon was like damn dog shoot you're cooking me out here man it's pretty much it was a pretty straightforward match. It was just like Tommy Paul was more experienced. Um, ben Shelton didn't choke, like you said, or lose the match. He just got beat by a more experienced player. Yeah, I I don't think Ben Shelton lost this match because he was overwhelmed by the moment or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think that Tommy Paul just used his experience um uh, in situations like this before, not the quarterfinals of a slam, but you know, deep in a tournament mm-hmm. and and beat Ben Shelton. Congratulations to Ben Shelton. This was an incredibly successful first trip out of the United States. He'd never used his passport before, apparently. 
He'd never left the United States, goes down to Australia, and has uh, one hell of a fortnight. So congrats to Ben Shelton. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tommy Paul is the one moving on to the semifinals. Exactly. It's pretty straightforward. Um, but now let's move on to uh, nine-time Australian Open champion Novak Djokovic. Is it nine times? It's nine times, right? Yeah. It's nine times. Uh, I saw a stat about Novak where it's like he's made the semis at at Australian Open nine times. It all corresponds with all nine of his victories. So yep. it's tenth time he's here. Could it be a tenth title? We'll yeah, see. he he beat Andre Rublev six one six two six four. Um, I, I will be I'm, perfectly honest. I uh, turned this off after the first set because you did too. You did too. You, yeah, yeah, I did too. I was like, yeah, it's over. I was over. Like it's over. But there was one moment. So speaking of, like I said, there was a moment. There's there's a um a tennis player who said his injury is not being taken serious. It is Novak Djokovic. He says he injured his hamstring. Tweaked it, strained it, something happened to it. I don't know what yeah, it was. In Adelaide. In, in Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, he said it. And he says he doesn't appreciate that people don't take his injury seriously, but they take other people's injuries seriously. Um, Has I'm, Novak looked at how he's played the last couple of matches? Like, you he's don't look injured. like nothing is wrong. Like, yeah, so what are you talking Like, that's the thing I'm talking about. Like, people doubt it because you're beating people in straight sets, bro. And like, not the, just in straight sets, but commandingly in straight sets. He yeah. lost five games against Alex Diminor in the round of 16. Yeah, no, because no, he's in Adelia. Seven games against Rublev, and like, come on. Yeah, no, you know what he wants? He wants people to like say, like, oh, he look at look, look how dominant he is while he's injured. When everyone's like, you're not injured. Because if you were injured, you wouldn't be dominating like this. Yeah. Like, 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 miss me with your nonsense. Like, bro. You want, he wants to create um, adversity. He's a, you know, like Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan, like psycho. This man said he hated me and didn't like me. And, then, and you ask the guy, did you say that about Michael Jordan? No, I never said that about Michael Jordan. He's crazy. Novak Djokovic wants to create some adversity for himself. I'm injured. No one believes in me. No one believes I'm injured. Uh, I'm going to destroy the world. You know, people are saying stuff about me in the crowd. Yeah. There was a moment yeah. where he's talking to the chair ump. And he's talking to some guys behind Novak Djokovic yelling. And the announcer's like, oh, yeah, we, we found out what he was yelling. It was like, so I was like, oh, what was he yelling? What what horrible stuff is Novak? Was it horrible? Yeah, and then the announcer was like, yeah, he was saying, send him home, Rublev. I'm like, excuse me? You complained to the chair ump because a fan yelled out, send him home, Rublev? Well, let's remember that this is the uh, the tournament that he talked to them. I'm assuming this came from Djokovic, talked to them into making the policy of if you heckle him, you will be kicked out. Yeah. So. A great tennis player. Phenomenal in Australia. Like otherworldly if you think about it. Yeah. What a soft ass. He's yeah, so I, I'm not a. I I think we've made it very clear that I'm not a fan of Novak Djokovic's. And I think this, uh, I think this podcast is not a yeah. fan of Novak Djokovic. Hey, Novak, yeah. come on the podcast. No, please don't. <laughs> hey, I'm making an invite to everybody. We'll make sure we're we're unbiased here, unbiased. But on appearances, we're not going to be unbiased when we talk to you, though. We'll call you out. I was going to point that out. It's like this. If nobody ever come on podcast, I'm gonna be like, stop lying about your injury. Cause dude, you're winning six one, six two to Andre Rulov. I know Andre Rulov, like you said, is a head case and you know got lucky against um Holger Rune. He got lucky. 
Um, but like, bro, like you cooked them. You cooked Alex Dimonor. Like, dude, you're not injured. Get out of here. In this match, really, yeah. like, what can you say about this match? Like me and you, Adelia, he won six one, and I was like, yeah, it's over. I clicked it off, and I went to sleep. Yep, me too. So, well, actually, I didn't go to sleep. I stayed up and watched some of my shows. But uh, I, I, I would you know, sleep. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a psycho. I stayed up to like four o'clock in the morning watching uh, police procedurals. Um, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm like that sometimes. Anyways, the the point is. Is that as soon as, like, literally, I could have turned this off when he went 4 1 up, double break in the first set, and just been like, okay, he's got this. But, but I stayed and see if Rublev could get one of the breaks back. He couldn't. It was a 6 1 first set, and I was like, okay, this is over. This is over yeah. already. Yeah. Well, that was kind of an unclim- unclimactic result on the men's side, but now let's get to the women's side. You want to talk about cooking the with some gas? Oh, my, the women's side was I'll, cooking. I'll I'll be perfectly honest. The men's side has been completely boring to me mm-hmm. at, in these quarterfinals, and the, the women's side is very interesting. Yeah, so let's get right into it. One of the quarterfinals, it is Wimbledon champion from last year, Elena Rabakina beats number 17th seeded, Yelena Ostapenko, 6-2, um, uh, Also a former uh, French Open champion, so we have two Grand Slam champions in this match. Um, Rabakina just looked like she was on another level. Bakina like, looked like she was on another level, and Yelena Ostapenko was so distracted. She kept like, complaining about the hawk eye. Oh my god, like girl, calm down. Yeah, like, like every ball that was called in, she was convinced was out. If it was called out, she was convinced it was in. Like she was so concentrated on the electronic line calling that I don't like she just couldn't. She forgot that she was playing a, a pretty good tennis player. She forgot she was playing a yeah. pretty damn good tennis player. And a tennis player, Elena like Rab- we said. Oh, sorry, good dealy. I was gonna say, Elena Rabakin has looked really good in this tournament, taking out mm-hmm. Iga Swiatek the the round before, and now taking out Ostapenko. Um, this is gonna be a an interesting semifinal she's got coming up. Yeah. Um. Yes. When we break it down. Um. Like we said, Adelia, on our last podcast, uh, our recap of round three and four. You know, unfortunately, like if you know they did give, I think her points for Wimbledon, she would have been the eighth ranked player in the world. And if she wins this, could she become like two or one? If they did that, if they did that. I don't know about going all the way up to two or one. Iga Swiatek has no, not one, not one, not one, not one, two or three. Could she have done that? Yeah, she she definitely will move up in the rankings because of this performance in Australia, which is good. Um, I hate that she didn't get like the benefits of Mm -hmm. ranking and things like that from being the Wimbledon champion. Um, but if she comes down here and wins this tournament, for example, um, I think people will have to know her name fact that she deserves. And she better not be on no damn court 13 and Roland Garros. Yeah. Well, that's when Iga Sviatek going to get back her, her, her win. Cause I feel like Iga Sviatek on clay is pretty damn good. Iga's pretty good on clay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's where the, the great equalizer is. Uh, but yeah, man, like we said, we have a tennis player. With a point to prove, disrespected. She's pretty damn good. She won Wimbledon for a reason. She's not like some scrub. And your opponent is too busy arguing with electronics to notice that yeah. you're, she's being whipped around handily by Elena Rab- Like, Ostapanko wasn't going to win this match. She wasn't. No. You know what? If anyone wants to, I'll say this if Elena, if Ostapanko is starting to irritate you in a match, you know what you should do? You start trolling her and be like, "Hey, can I see that real quick? Any anything that 
any shot that Ostapenko hits in that's called in. Yeah, you want you want the replay. Yeah, you want the re- you say I want the replay just so you can tell her to shut the hell up. You know, if your shot goes out, you'd be like, no, I want the replay. Give me that. Just to troll Yelena Ostapenko, just to tell her, like, hey, you see how stupid I look right now? That's how stupid you look and you're annoying me. And you just troll her. You just completely troll her. And she'll, you know, she'll be mad too. And it'll just be a fun little thing. You know what? We need more trash talk in tennis. That's what we're missing. Yeah, but we need more. We need more. I need I need somebody I need somebody to call somebody an asshole. Like, like someone needs to John McEnroe somebody. God damn it. Especially, you know what? I want I want I want Igus Fiatak to be like, you know what? All these women, they ain't my level. Who the hell do they think he is? Y'all think y'all man, y'all ain't shit. I want Igus Fiatak to no. say that. No. She's too nice. She's too nice. She yeah. She's too nice. I, I want I want Taylor Fritz to be like, man, I'm gonna cook you, son. But you know, all that image consciousness and stuff, you know. You know, what if Roger Federer talked smack Adelia? Would that have been awesome? What if Rafa talked smack to Roger? That would have um, been something. Yeah, be like, like this is my domain. You're in clay. This is my house. I'm gonna send you home packing. I'm gonna pack you up like lunch meat, but in Spanish. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> pack you up like lunch meat. Yeah, you know how do you say that in Spanish? I'm gonna pack you up like lunch meat. I have no idea. I'll I'll take it in Google Translate. But moving on to um uh former Australian Open champion 2012 and 2013 two time. winner two times. That's what I said. Champion. That's what I said. Yeah. I'm just saying she's a two-time champion. I know. That's why I said. Okay. See, you know, you're over you're overcorrecting me here. All right. You know, you're starting to irritate me. All right. You know what I mean? You know, I'm gonna start talking smack to you, Adelia. I'm gonna start talking smack you to you. You always do. Okay, that's a good point. Uh Victoria Azarenka beats uh third seeded um um American Jessica Pagula six four six one. Um story of this match. Azarenka served. She was cooking. And she kept, you know, Plagula was just, I was like, how am I handle Like, you know, like, serve, man. Just like, if she, like I said in, 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 in the preview last time, if she can't handle Azarenka's serve, she's done. And she didn't handle her serve very well. And Azarenka was getting points yeah. on that. She was making, she was brushing her back on the line. She was pinning her, pinning her in corners. She was making Plagula dance on occasion. And Azarenka just was, just smacking the ball with veracity and just on lines, man. It was just cooking. Is that where you were gleaming from this match, Adelia? Yeah. Uh, Pagula kind of looked really out of answers in that second set. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azarenka has looked in incredible form in this tournament so far. And this match against Elena Rabakana is going to be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the Paris Saint-Germain jersey. Has to be right. Yeah, what's Turner. what's she wearing a PSG jersey for? Because no coming idea. out on the court in a PSG jersey, and I, I no don't, I don't know why. Somebody can 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 a reporter find that out? Like Courtney Nguyen or anybody? Like yo, ask her about that. Like what's with the PSG jersey? I'm gonna look yeah. it up. But some someone probably has to. Someone, someone probably, probably had to has, ask her. So I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, and then like she had like at a press conference, she had one of them sunglasses. It was like, kind of like a star star sunglasses, or is it heart sunglasses? Uh-huh. She just yeah. looked kind of cool. What were her bracelets? All her bracelets. She's also a mom. You know, she's been a cool mom. You know, winning a Wimbledon for the child. That'd be nice. I mean, Wimbledon. Australia. My bad. That's good uh, to say. Wimbledon. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, man, she... Pagula was like, bro, what do you want from me? 
you know. Also, too, also, looked like she hit a wall mentally. Yeah, a wall and an f- actual physical wall, too, because Victoria has been good, what, like, has like five inches on her? <laughs> like, that's a, that's a big. I don't know. Big, I don't know if it's thing. five inches. But it looked, it looked like, it looked like a, looked like a giant versus Jack. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like it, on my, like, cause the angle I get on my TV, it like shrinks Pagula, cause like she's on the far court and has her ankle looks huge. So like, I'm like, how, like, if, okay, like I know, I know there's a discrepancy due to depth, right? But I'm like, this is a big old discrepancy. Like this is a big discrepancy. How, like, what do they look like side by side? Like, you know, like it's pretty, it's pretty wild. How tall is Victoria Azarenka? I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, and I think just no, I think let me look up the Jessica Pagula thing. Um, it was it was just like bro, like like you can't like give me six feet tall. Okay, she's six feet, but how Jessica Pagula? Jessica Pagula is five seven. She's five seven. Yeah, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. That's 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 uh three four. It's five. It's five inches. That was right. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, bro. Like, like, you know, just she just like a little mental and physical wall she ran into in Victoria Azarenka, and Victoria Azarenka, yeah. two-time champion at the event. She likes Australia, you know. So, you, boom, right there, right there. Um, but now let's get into the upset of the women's side again. Another upset. The women are just being upset left and right. Um, Magda, Magda Lynette defeats 30 seated Caroline Politskova. Carolina Politskova. Carolina Politskova, six three seven five. Um, this was closer than I than the score kind of entails because they were fighting. They were fighting, you know, yeah, especially this in that was la- back and forth. Yeah, this, and there were just moments where in, the, in that second set where it was it was tight. It was like you could go either way, and just Magda just gets her, you know, on occasion. Yep. Um, what were your thoughts on this deal? Break it down for me. Um, I was glad to see Carolina Pushkova back in Australia. She missed last year because of a hand injury. Um, she's a former semifinalist there, I believe. So uh, it's good to see her back. Uh, but Magda Lynette has been having one hell of a tournament. Like, I mm-hmm. haven't seen uh, – Magda played this well, uh, ever really. Um, she's hitting her, uh, backhand down the line very, very well. And, um, that's been a real weapon for her in the last couple of matches. Uh, this match was back and forth. Uh, Magda, you know, managed to get that break at, uh, uh, the end of the second set to win it. And, I'm really happy for her. She seems very, very uh, genuine in all of her on-court interviews after her matches and excited and all the rest of it. So uh, happy for Magda and just glad to see Carolina back uh, playing well like this. Adelia, I also found out why Victoria Zarenka is wearing that PSG jersey. Why? It is... It is the reasoning behind her doing was her seven-year-old son named after the Lino Messi. Leo Azarenka, yeah. not Leo Messi, is the reason behind Belarusian international Victoria Azarenka wearing the PSG shirt at the 2023 Australian Open. Uh, the reasoning was here. Here's the quote. 
He saw me wearing the shirt. He will, he will wear the shirt. So we're matching, she told the WTA website. I have been supporting them, PSG, since 2012, since David Beckham signed to the club. I've been a fan for a long time, been to many games. Oh, it's because of her son. It's because of her son. Oh, man. Nice. Right, right here. Uh, further um, adds, despite her being a tennis player, her son was more inclined towards football. Um, he wants to play at Paris Saint-Germain. That's his dream. The the um, the Belarusian continued. I'm a soccer mom now. I love it. I'm supporting. I'm obnoxious. I'm absolutely the most obnoxious. There it is. It is because of her son. That's just beautiful. That's her son. Okay. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, but yeah, um, really, I from this match, I didn't. I'm still learning tennis, so like, I don't know. This match looked close to me. I could have been gleaming this completely wrong if it was close or not. But there were just times where it was like, like, there was one time where it was like advantage Pliskova, then it was advantage Magda, then it was advantage Pliskova, then Magda. And it went like that for like a solid 20, 10 minutes in one game. Yeah, there was some long games in this Yeah. Game. So like, it was pretty close. Like the score says, oh, she cooked her 6-3 in the first set. But that first set was close, even though it was 6-3. You know, you know, Pliskova just kind of like lost some of the points. Sometimes she gave a point away where she would, you know, like there was one time where I think she was at the net and, you know, Magda hits it and she returns it and it looks like it's going to go in. She goes slightly wide and you're like, ooh, inch. And then there were times where they would go to the video board and the and, and the, the ball shadow would just be, the ball shadow's right here. And the inline was like right there, Adelia. You see that? Like It was like right Yeah, it was up by millimeters. Yeah, it was just like that. And I'm like, ooh, crushing for for uh, um Pelechkova. And I, it was it was a good, it was a solid match. Um there's moments where it kind of took my attention away because at the end of the day, they, these were two women I didn't know much about, didn't fully care about them. But you know, I got back right, be back invested in that second set where it was just like head to head. You know, the point, you know, it was just going back and forth. You know, they 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 didn't they did not give an inch. And then towards the end, and then Magda just kind of, boom, took it at the end. And it was just tremendous. It was just tremendous. Um, but uh, let's keep moving on to uh, a match that I was looking forward to because I was a big fan of Reina Sabalenka last year. Then she lost her serve in Adelaide. And then and then she didn't really have a serve all season. You know, Courtney Nguyen talked about her and her one of her tweets where it was like, the Tiger survived the last year without a serve. She'll, she can survive anything. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it's true. One, I didn't know who the hell she was talking about because she said Tiger. So I'm like, who the hell is Tiger? And I realized, you know, context clues. She's talking about Arena Sabalenka. So there was that. Um, but yeah, like, she didn't have a serve last year and she survived this. And you're going against Donna Vekic. Me and you, me and you talked about this match beforehand. The Donna Vekic was 5-1 and one against Arena Sabalenka. And in some of these matches, yeah. it was pretty clear that Vekic straight sets some of these matches. Um... So there was that because then we kept talking about the mental. You lose your serve because your mental's wrong. And they were like, can Sabalenka mentally get over the hump of facing someone who has their number? Beating someone who has your number is a key to everything. Because that means if you can beat them, they're beatable, and you just start beating them, and you keep beating them, and you keep beating them, and then you kind of kind of go back and forth against them. She beats Vekic 6-3-6-2, and... She had this little interview afterwards where I think it was a, a story, I think uh, like last week with Courtney Nguyen, where she's now the boring tiger. You know, I'm, I'm boring now on court. 
but I'm winning, so I'm fine with it. A lot of you know now yeah. I'm boring, but like winning ain't winning ain't boring to me. You winning, winning is really exciting, and that's yeah. what she 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 was she she commanded the game. Um, someone said they knew Sabalenka was gonna win the game when she playfully shoved her coach at the back, and all that I was like, damn, snap. It's over like that. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on this match? Um, this was pretty convincing for Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Donna was going to play better than she did. This was Donna's first Grand Slam quarterfinal since I think 2019. So I was expecting more from Donna. Um, she just didn't look like she had many answers at certain points in this match. But this was also all um, still very close at times. There were some very long games in the first set back and forth before Sabalenka sort of took control, got that set, and then the second set was sort of all Arena. Um, I am excited that Arena is playing this well, that she seems focused, that her serve is back under control. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got Magda Lynette next round in the semifinals, and I think that that's a very winnable match for her. Um, it'll be difficult because Magda is playing very well, but it's a winnable match, and I... I really hope Arena finally gets her breakthrough here because she's deserved one for a number of years. She's just been unlucky in the latter stages of slams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but now, Adelia, let's keep it moving. Let's preview the semifinal matchups on both sides of the draw. First, set for, set, English, what is it? Um, sorry, um, my brain kind of sort short-circuited right there, Adelia. You saw that? You saw that? I did see that, yeah. yeah. Whoa. Um, like, what Karen the hell is embarrassed right now? I have no idea. <laughs> He's excited. He's excited. That's yeah, why. very excited. Um, um, I have no idea why. Um, um, Karen Hatchinoff is against Stefano Tsitsipas. Uh, the head-to-head is 5-0 Tsitsipas. Talking about a mental advantage over a man. About a, over a player. 5-0. I'm cooking you, son. No matter how much you beat me, no matter how much you think you're in a game, I always beat you. You know what I mean? 706 yeah. pass coming off a very impressive, uh, you know, not drubbing, but kind of a beating of Yuri Lehechka. And then, you know, Karen Hatchinoff, he, 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 that's 6'3, man. He, you know, the injury to Seb kind of helped him, but he, he looked good against Seb Corda. He looked good. He you did. Know, he did. He looked good. So, um, but I feel like Sissipas is going to make the final. I think that forehand and the variety of the play at the beginning, it's going to take him through. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be him. I agree with that. I agree with that. Steph wow. seems to be in pretty good form. Um, Hashinov also in pretty good form. But that five and zero head to head. Sometimes like matchups are everything in tennis. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can overcome a, a matchup, but. Uh, that 5-0 head-to-head tells me that Hashinov is more likely to lose this match than not. Um, I think Sitsipas, of all the players left in the draw, has the best chance to beat Djokovic. And so I want him in the final. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we're going on to the other side. It is Novak Djokovic's Tommy Paul. They've never played before, ever. Um, does Tommy Paul have any shot of upsetting Novak Djokovic? The man has been to nine semifinals. Nine Australian Opens. This is his 10th. Could he make it a 10th world title to do it? It's not a world title. I mean, Grand Slam. I apologize. (laughs) 
Um, I think that Djokovic is winning this match. I think it's been a tremendous tournament for Tommy Paul, and I would absolutely love it for him, for American tennis, for the state of tennis in general. If he were to beat Djokovic, I just don't see it happening. Um, actually, there is uh, something um, I think Patrick Mortagalu said uh, the secret to Novak Djokovic reaching the top. Um, he said this in his quote, the French coach said, when Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal were dominating the men's tour far and wide, almost every top 10 didn't think it was possible to win a Grand Slam with those two around. And a 19-year-old boy had the courage to say that he would beat them. That boy was Novak Djokovic. The world tennis thought he was arrogant because of those statements. So he's basically saying his extreme confidence in himself is the reason he is who he is today. Um, mm-hmm. could, could be a key because like we like we talked about in that breaking that break point episode of Delia, um, Rafa Nadal won the match before Kasparud even stepped on court. Yeah, you know, Kasparud wasn't arrogant enough to say I'm going to cook Rafa Nadal on clay. That's that's the most that's a crazy statement. <laughs> that's one of the craziest craziest statements in all of sports. If you say I'm going to beat Rafa on clay at what? Roland Garros. Well, you know? I mean, it's basically what Djokovic did when he first started. The first time I remember, like, really knowing about Novak Djokovic, he made the semifinals of the Roland Garros, was playing Rafa and retired two sets to love down, and basically said in the press conference afterwards that he had Rafa right where he wanted him. Exactly. He's going to win that match. The nonsense. So um, it's it's utter nonsense. But um, Novak Novak had that belief and. Like, that's one of the reasons why I was so upset about Andre Rublev beating Holger Runa is Holger Runa has that belief that I can beat these guys. I wanted to play Djokovic, is what he said after mm-hmm. that match. Like, he he wanted that. And I think if Holger Runa had played Djokovic last night, uh, we would have had a slightly different outcome. Not necessarily in winner. I'm not saying Runa would have would have taken it. He but he would have played it. a better match, I think, yes. than Rublev would have. Yes. Because Rublev, in his on-court interview, said, I wanted to play anyone but Djokovic. Like, he said that. Saying stuff like that, just get, to the, get, to, get off the court. Retire. Leave. Yeah. Like, literally leave. That's what Tommy Paul needs to think. I want to play you. I want to win. You, If you don't want to beat them, Rafa Djokovic, because Roger's retired. So he's not playing anymore. If you yeah. cannot, if you in your mind cannot get past that, this is Novak Djokovic, this is Rafa Nadal, get off, leave, just go away, shoo, shoo. Like, yeah. like you know, like like I don't I don't, don't want to use the f word, but you know, fuck off. All right, like you know what I mean. Like like just like just just admit defeat. Saying in your encore press conference, I want to play anybody but him, dude. Yeah. What? Why are you playing tennis? Because you're gonna you're gonna keep facing him if you make it deeper into tournaments. You're going to face him. So so you're like, oh, my tournament's over. It was a great run, guys. I made it to semis, but I ran into Djokovic. Y'all have a nice night. Why even play the match, Andre? Why even play the match? Soft ass, coward, more like it. Scared, straight up. Pogaruna's yeah. like, I'll kick your ass. That's what Holger Rune is. And, and he has a great name, Holger Rune. He sounds like a, a supervillain in Die Hard. <laughs> imagine, imagine Hans Gruber's name, Holger Rune. You know what I mean? 
it's like yeah. even though even though Hans is German and Kogaruna is uh, Danish. Danish. Um, but yeah, like Nikolaus Koster Waldo. I think they have great names. Damn, I want to be Danish. Uh, okay. I have a great name like that. But not, that's not the point I'm making. I don't know why I keep talking like this. But yeah, belief. If you don't want to, if Tommy Paul needs to think he's the, you know, Tommy, you know what Tommy Paul needs to think when he plays Novak Djokovic? He should be like, I'm the greatest American tennis player of all time. But guess what? Scratch that. I'm the greatest tennis player to walk to walk God's green earth. It, it may not be true. He needs to have a bunch of belief in himself yes. and his ability to beat a player like Novak. Yes. But with the way Novak is playing, I just don't know if that's something that's going to be possible. But here's the thing, Adelia. If you go after Novak, right, he thinks he's won the match already. So if you yeah. fight him, you're going to have to make him go into another state mentally to win, right? If he's in yes. this constant of like, well, match is over, I'm just going to go and play tennis, whatever. But if you fight him to the tooth and nail, he has to be like, oh, this match isn't a gimme. So he has to change his mindset in the match. Could he change it fast enough to react to Tommy Paul? Could he change it and mess up the mindset and mess up a couple of times? But you you have to force him to change his mental into thinking this match is over. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to win freebie. I'm going to make it to the final. But if Tommy Paul makes him be like, oh, snap, Tommy Paul is not laying down to die. I have to change my mindset. I have to now attack him and beat him, not allowing him, you know, I have to actually go beat him. That could play in your favor. You may catch him on a day where it's like, oh, I wasn't ready mentally to like face this Tommy Paul, you know he he may have, he may have taken yeah. him too long to change his mental. Tommy Paul needs to believe that. He needs to believe that, in my opinion. All right, yes. all right. We keep moving on. Um, now on the women's side, um, we have Arena, um, Arena, Elena, Elena Rabakina versus Victoria Azarenka. Rabakina's one zero against Azarenka. Azarenka's looked looked good against Jessica Pagula. Elena Rabakina looked good against Elena Ostapenko. Um, Adelia, I think this is a very it's kind of a toss up in my opinion because the way these I, women are I agree I'd say this is a very close match this is probably going to be in my opinion the best of the semifinals um, hopefully uh, on paper it seems that way to me anyways uh, I think Vika is sort of on a mission but I think Rabakana is also sort of on a mission so It'll be interesting to see them collide. Um, that that match between Rabakana and Azarenka, I believe, was at Indian Wells last year. So it was on a hard court. So they've played on a hard court before, even though it was a slightly different hard court than this one. Um, I'm looking forward to this match uh, more than any of the other semifinals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been reading some some reports. They're saying that, Ale- that the key to the victory for Elena Rabakana is her unplayable serve. All right, that's the key oh, in this case. Great serve. Yeah, Elena has a great serve. So you know, whoever is someone needs to like. I think I think the break is going to be the important. I think whoever breaks first has the advantage, and they need to keep it. You know, but it's going to be hard because I think both women can can break each other. But it's it's going to be the breaks. You got to win points off the break, not points off the serve. I think points off the serve are going to be plentiful. They're going to win a lot of points that way. But I think whoever gets the break points is where um, victory is right here, Adelia. Do you think so? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm also like reading this article on uh, about Victoria Azarenka, where she's been labeled a villain um, because of uh, a lengthy medical timeout 
controversial she did against Sloan Stevens back in 2013. Um, yeah. So she has she has some media baggage she wants to brush off. Do you think can that be a key against Elena Rubakna? Because mentally Elena Rubakna is in a state of like y'all are disrespecting me, but Victoria Jung is like y'all are also disrespecting me. It's two women are feeling disrespected. Which chip is bigger? Which which woman uses the chip in their advantage? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think that mm-hmm. this has the potential to be an incredible match um, with these ladies wanting to prove to other people that, you know, I'm good enough to do this. You disrespected me and made me think, feel like I wasn't. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she sympathizes with Novak Djokovic's injury because what was her injury against Sloan Stevens? What, what was the injury? She, I believe, had a panic attack. Oh, and people didn't believe her? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I believe how, that was the panic attack incident. So, how long was so like the panic attack was how long? I, I, I don't remember, Ferris, oh, wow. but it, it was at a crucial moment in the match. She was down, Sloan was up. She took the uh, the 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 break. It was a pretty lengthy one, and then she came back out and she played lights out and won the match. And so people criticized her for um, gamesmanship and things like that. But I'm pretty sure that she's spoken in the past about how she was actually having a panic attack and had to get off court, and uh, it just took her, uh, you know, a while to get back on court. So. Mm. Interesting. Very good. All right. Now on the other side, it is Magda Lynette versus Arena Sabalenka. Sabalenka 2-0 in the head-to-head. Um, the Boring Tiger, is she winning this in straight sets? Or does Magda Lynette have any way of winning an upset? I don't know if I'd say she's definitely winning this in straight sets. I think you have to say Sabalenka's the favorite in this match. <laughs> Excuse me. But, um, yeah. Uh, Magda's... Ah, I hate the cups. Magda's played very, very well um, in this tournament, but she's never been at this stage before. Um, Arena's looking to take that that next step. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So are we picking Sabalenka or Bakina? Sabalenka. And um, I might go Azarenka, actually. Oh, Azarenka. Sabalenka, got you. Uh, you know, how about how about we do this? How about we do some points, all right? So I'm gonna go Sabalenka, Rabakina. You go Sabalenka as a ranker. We're both going Stefano Djokovic, right? So that's yeah. really a wash. But yeah, all right. The key, bragging rights on the Rally Podcast. You know what? Let's start. Let's start keeping it. You want to start keeping a tally? We can do it. Ah, uh, right, that. Start. That's cool. Got you. All right. Let's start doing that. Um, boom. Let's do it. Adelia, we're we're coming down to the end of the show. Where can people find you? And it's great, great can, tennis content. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Adelia Chambo. You can find me co-hosting Starting Eleven here on the Let's Excuse Me Let's Get Ready Network, the Highlights Channel. Uh, hiccups are a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, mm-hmm. My apologies. All right, now guys, I'm Ferris Blonde. You can find me at Ferris Blonde on Twitter. Uh, every time, every time during Grand Slams. Also, we're gonna we're adding a little bit more, a little bit more stuff this year. We're gonna be start watching. We're start gonna start watching. We're going to start reviewing some Master 100, 1000 tournaments. 
Miami, Indian Wells. Um, brother got tennis channel finally uh, after a long layoff. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start bringing that into all. But you can find us on the rally every time. Every Grand Slam we're gonna follow it. Um, those my, those Masters one thousand tournaments we're gonna start talking about Madrid um, coming up because um, it's, it's almost clay season, right? It's gonna be clay season. Clay season after Miami. Yeah, clay season after Miami, baby. Uh, when's Miami? Uh, end of March. Perfect. All right. But on that note, everyone, find me every Monday, three o'clock Pacific. Six o'clock Eastern on the Let's Get Ready, the the highlights channel that we're on right now. Good friends, better rivals. We talk NFC, NFC East, Cowboys, Giants. That's what we talk about. Um, Friday on the twenty seventh, Rocky three the review. Me and Dagan review my one of my favorite Rocky movie of all time. It is Rocky three. Um, on um three three o'clock on Friday. Um, anything else? Um, Last of Us reviews. Always showing up after either Monday or Tuesday at three o'clock because we usually record them on those two days. We also play the game as we review it as well. I play the game. You know, this last review, I died a lot. Um, and we were accused of being something we are not. Um, but have fun on that. Um, but on that <laughs> note, everyone. Last of Us and Rocky Reviews are on the OG Entertain On the OG entertainment channel. channel. On the entertainment channel, yes. On the other channel that you will also subscribe to because we're at 789 subscribers so we're at seven almost 790 which is 10 away from 800 we're 11 away from 800 guys you know share it um your mom your grandma you, people who love movies we talk about movies we have fun last night me and justin got into an argument about james gunn our justin's an idiot but on that note have a wonderful night stay safe everyone and we'll see you all next time on the semis recap of the australian Open. Thank you.